Good evening, fellow Gunas, after a long break of, uh, how would we call it, mulling and, and, and kind of kicking our, our feet. Uh, we're back again with Canon Talk. Um, yeah, so what do, what do you have to say? I, I, I was going to say, I think we just needed a mental break from Arsenal. I think, you know, um, December <laughs> just came and, you know, we, we were on a good footing and then we like, you know, that draw against Liverpool and you're kind of feeling a bit positive and then, you know, you go into to 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 Fulham. I mean, first West Ham, boxing, uh, day after Boxing Day, you're feeling good and then they go get hammered 2-0 and then you say, like, you know, okay, let's pull this right against Fulham and then Fulham beats us 2-1 and then we go to the Emirates against Liverpool in the FA Cup and we're like, you know what, let's, let's get our season on track. And we get dumped out 2-0. So, you know, after that, you're kind of feeling a bit deflated. And I think as good as you just felt like Arsenal was stuck in a rut. And you just also feel like, you know, way too from here, you're out of all the cup competitions, which you felt, you know, you stood a good chance of maybe winning a trophy. And now, you know, the season, in the, the form in the league was bad. And, you know, you know, there wasn't promising signs. It's just like they were in like a little rut. But, you know, maybe that warm weather training did some wonders. But, I mean, not just that. I mean, I don't know how many times it was also like we... Um, like, I mean, like, so, I mean, I know we don't have many, many listeners. But, I mean, for the few that do listen to us. I mean, there were days where I'm telling, like, uh, like, like uh, my wife. Okay, we're going to do the podcast, like, tomorrow morning early. <laughs> tomorrow morning early comes. And I'll take my phone and I ate it. I don't feel <laughs> And then after we do set a, a date or an appointment for the like the podcast, then you go, uh, look here, call me. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like just a, 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 like, look, to, to, to be honest, I think in our tetra's reign, you know, we, we went through many ups and downs, but it just felt like this time was the most draining because it's like, you know, <laughs> We weren't playing. We weren't playing attractive soccer, like football. We weren't like you know, like they were just felt like there was just something. There was just spark. Like I was just almost watching with no soul, almost if that yeah. makes sense. Like it was not that I don't love Arsenal. Like I love them less, or I don't watch it. But it's just it was it just took so much out of me. This last, you could say that from December into Jan, like mid January, that it, it, I think I just needed some. Something, you know, I don't know what it was. I think it was mentally, it, it, it was training being an Arsenal fan. I mean, like, look, I can tell you now straight, I mean, no matter what people say, I mean, I, I don't think some of those people tell the, say the whole truth about something. But I mean, look, you and I are going to now, you know, be open up front and just say things like it is. But I mean, I, I was listening to, like, say, podcasts of, like, say, Ask Blog or, or some other podcast that I sometimes would listen to. And you can actually hear that, that, that you know, that flatness or something like somebody's trying to, you know, <laughs> go into the depths of whatever they saw to get whatever sort of glimmer of hope they think. But I mean, it, it's all, how can I say, I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say fake, but I mean, it's like, why lie about it? I mean, because I'm mean, like, you, you want to like put out a podcast, but you're rather willing to have it sound like, you know, almost like bland and flat that, you know, just putting out something for something's sake. They'd rather, you know, like sitting down and then like, you know, really thinking things over. And I mean, I think that is how I was feeling. I mean, I, I just felt, you know, <laughs> what's it, it, it's a, 
you know, shining like a turd or something like it. I felt like it was because I was thinking we're going to put out something. I don't think it would be, you know, say entertaining or whatever. But I mean, we're now back to it, I think. And I think, yeah, we can get on to the first game, Arsenal, uh, you know, after the, the warm weather break, when they took on uh, Crystal Palace. I mean, I, you could actually see there was like a sort of new... Look, of course, with, with Roy Hodgson, you know also now what to expect. I mean, he's not going to come there really to play football. And in a way, I was kind of tentative, like, you know, the way they would set out their shop, like when we have to now, you know, break them down and then... But I mean, look, we ended up getting a, a goal through Gabriel in the 11th minute and also 37th minute. I think I think the goal was first credited to the keeper, Henderson. But I think they ended up, I think a, a few days later, uh, actually giving the goal to Gabriel. And I mean, it was like two, like one was ahead and one was just bundled in. I, I think, you know, I, I don't know if it was something new that was happening on the wall with the training, but... Declan Rice taking corners. I don't know. He assisted Gabriel in the first goal, actually. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't know if you saw that clip also that was going on Twitter with the where fans are like, you know, you know, bending him off there and like, you know, to, to calling him like a West Ham reject. And then he hits his first, and that first booming corner, which I mean, lands perfectly for for Gabriel to power in. Yeah, I know. Um, it was a it was a good goal by Gabriel, and you know, he was actually. You know, getting a lot of flack as well. You know, the the like you know the start of the season, everybody was like the Saliba, the Saliba, that. But you know, in his own way, he actually contributes a lot. Even though you know, he sometimes does make me angry when he lunges in for a late tackle and then he looks shocked when he gives away the penalty or something. But I think the big thing was like you know, look, I thought now you know after those two goals, like the kind of like the, the shackles would come off. But I mean, look, they were kind of steadfast and that in their play. And then I think it, it ends up leading to almost like a, so, a sort of lapse in, in, in uh, Crystal Palace concentration where Raya ends up just bowling the ball fast out to Gabriel Jesus. He, you know, almost like catches everybody, uh, like the whole Palace defence really, you know, on their back foot. He ends up, you know, tearing into the, the final third, gets a good crossing to Trossard. Trossard ends up, I don't know who the defender was, but he ends up almost like sending him for a dog, cuts inside, and like you know, calmly blast the ball past the keeper, and we go three 0 up. Yeah, I know it was games that didn't match for me, and I think you know up until that point, I was still getting angry. You know, it was just like it was like everything they were doing was just like pissing me off because of how slow and sideways we were playing. Like, I wanted like fast and you know sleek football, and I, and I think you know that that was frustrating me, and then I felt a bit of a relief because. You know, we all see what happened when we go 2-0 up with Arsenal. They concede a goal and then suddenly the game becomes so nail-biting and it takes one goal and it changes the result. And then, I mean, by the time Martinelli comes on late on in the game, he ends up in his cameo scoring two very late goals, 94th and 95th minute. Uh, you know, like fantastic finesse finishes with both. But, I mean, still, I don't know, maybe it's like we were still shell-shocked from what we saw pre uh, uh, you know that winter break thing that we had now, like with the Premier League, and and then going to that summer uh, uh, training sessions. So it's almost like it, it was like you still like okay, yes, you were glad with a with a five 0 win, but it's almost like you were still kind of sore from what happened. What yeah. I'm mentioning in, uh, in the start of the podcast now. Yeah, I know it. Uh, it was, you know, and I think the problem was you had so long in between games to mull over what happened. Yeah, you know, that loss, uh, those three losses in a row. 
Then you had like two weeks. And then, you know, you, you come back, you know, but tentative, like I kind of stayed away a lot of anything AFC related in that two week break almost. And then, you know, we won the 5 0 result. And then we had to wait 10 days again before we played because we're out the FA Cup. So we only were going to play the 30th of January again, you know, against yeah. Nottingham Forest. Yeah, and I mean, look, <clears throat> with that game again, it was almost like also, like you could see the, the, the uh, that Espirito Santo, uh, he's got almost like this, almost like neck of, of nullifying teams first and foremost, and then, you know, almost like waiting for the break. And then I think with a game like that, when we already went into the break at at, uh, at no, no, I was thinking, that, you know, you know, after that 5-0, no, are we now going to come down to this level? You know, yeah, me also. And then I thought, you know, is it those days again? And then um, <laughs> we end up scoring with Jesus in 65th minute, Saka 72nd minute. And I'm like, oh, everything is hunky-dory. I'm like, you know, giving my, like, you know, applauding, like, you know, like a very gentlemanly type of applause. And then, then by the time we end up conceding late on in the game, then all of a sudden it's a squeaky bum time. And I'm like looking at my son and I'm like, are we going through this level again? We, 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 it's like a game we've like dominated. I mean, we kind of eked out those two goals through. I mean, the deep take was hard work because they were also tough to break down. But then it's like it goes from a game that was like so easy in that second half to a game like we late in the in the in the half where you're just hanging on and hoping injury time gets you know uh, wound down. Yeah, I know it was for me. You know, I, that was the game. I think. You know, where I, I, I think we still spoke where I kind of, like, I was watching this game, man. I wasn't, you know, feeling it emotionally. Like, you know, I was just watching it, you know. not Like, like I said, nothing I'm saying I loved Arsenal less, but and then they went to go concede. Like, the first half was, like, very draining to watch. And it was, you know, maybe it's a plan of Teta and I don't know. But then, you know, they scored the two goals and you like, like you said, you started kind of getting into the game. Now you're a bit calmer, you know. And then they concede like a silly goal. I think like Zinchenko, um, you know, was it his fault? That, like he played yeah, on, on, uh, And then also just gave up on, on doing any sort of tracking or, or blocking or anything like that to allow that shot to then come in. But, <clears throat> I mean, moments like that, did you think? Because, I mean, look, if, you just, if any of you listeners also think back, that Forest game with the Emirates also was playing at the same way we had, Yes. Out energetic, we all smiles first day of the season. It's, it's like too easy, and then and this two goal thing is like hanging like a cloud over us, over us, over us. And then by the time they uh, fought a score late on at the Emirates, all of a sudden you think, Are we gonna actually win this opening game of the season? Because Forest are almost like getting like a second life, yeah. Now nah, that person's in my field stressed out because I mean, you know, oh. I mean, I personally said flashbacks of that Wolves game also. Because I was just thinking, like, how... Like, all of a sudden, like, you know, we, we got, almost like got to a point in, in that game, also, like, with that, that, that late on in the Forest game now, where, like, all our clearance was all, like, going straight to Forest, and they're just coming back at us, back at us, back at us, like that. Yeah, and, and, and I was just thinking, oh, here we go again. And then, like, you know, holding on to that last few minutes, and then... Oh, you know, happy to take I, the three points. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I felt actually drained and I didn't even want to celebrate or do anything or even read up on anything after the game. I just thought, now I need to just get sleep because, I mean, this stuff was like mentally draining because, I mean, when you when you actually watch that sort of, 
I mean, it's a, the capitalists. Right? No wonder they say two one is the worst score to have. It's like you know, I mean, it can screw up at any point. Like you know, like we're gonna because I mean, it's already a game that we looked like we already you know started waving the white flag at the end. It's like only certain players. Because for me, I mean, I never even thought that that the little thing that Trossard did at one point later on in the game. It was almost like a sort of match-winning possession thing where he just, you know, he ended up just dribbling with the ball and holding it away from Forest players. Yeah, no, he, he seems to do, like, like, you want that kind of things and performances and we'll get to it as well, where you want that when he starts the game, not only, because he has a lot of potential, I think, you know, <laughs> obviously he has age a bit against him, but, you know, he, he has his moments, you know, maybe they need to try, okay, not in the centre, but like even that false nine position seemed to have worked very well for him. But, you know, like you said, it was a very draining game. And like you said, because it was so late, you know, you kind of had to be straight to bed for work. And then, you know, you, you exhausted because mentally you had to take to a lot. And I think this season, more than anything else, like, the, the games have been so close that every time, you know, you, you you feel stressed out because it's late goals here, late goals there. You know, whether it's like, you know, us scoring or conceding, you know, it's never yeah. just a straightforward victory. Yeah. So we move on to the match of, of last Sunday, Arsenal was Liverpool. I think we needed kind of <clears throat> almost like it being a sort of a revenge match because I think at the game at, at Anfield, uh, you know, almost like we kind of let ourselves down with our, our finishing. Yeah. Even in the FA Cup game, also that you mentioned the other day, like when we were private chatting, where it's not like both these games that we played against Liverpool in the season early on um, should have been also where we had buried the chances because it's not like we we wasted, 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 and then we ended up getting punished with a uh, with an equaliser at Anfield in the league, and then you know getting our asses handed to us in the FA Cup like through that lack of finishing. Yeah, I know this lack of pitching, I think a bit of immaturity as well, not in terms of like, it's just in terms of the mistakes we we made and, 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 and like you said, you know, trying to blast the ball into the net, you think the post that, you know, it, it was really a frustrating time against Liverpool and, and it just seemed like Arsenal just never seemed to be able to get the upper hand of Liverpool because since Klopp's been there, yeah. like I think we only beat them, you know, prior to this game, like, once it's a three-two game, but other than that, you know, club always just seemed to, to, to get the better of us. Yeah, and I mean, like Arsenal end up taking the lead in 14 minutes. I mean, of course, a new setup of of Arsenal as well with with um, Arteta uh, setting Rice and and um, Jorginho in the almost like two holding midfield roles. But I mean, as the game also pro- progressed, and, and I mean with with Havertz also playing almost like in a sort of false nine or even main striker role. It actually, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, that, that sort of uh, tactical uh, tweak uh, that Arteta made, you know, did kind of wonders with the squad. No, I, I did. I think because, you know, you have two actual midfielders that actually, like, you know, their, their role is to dictate the game. You know, Odegaard dictates a game, but he likes... Having him with that, you know, we would say that kind of the two bodyguards behind him yeah, yeah, um, type of thing. And yeah. and like he had that little Shaka and party. And then you kind of forced Havertz or whoever in that role who, who isn't naturally a midfielder who like who can control the game. And I think with Virginia and Declan Rice, they kind of somehow balance each other out. I don't know what it is about yeah, him, yeah. but they seem to control the game. Well, I think we played like that against Liverpool as well. And, you know, 
barring those when, they, when we lost in the FA Cup, barring those, you know, mischances, I mean, they did fairly well as well. So I do think that combination can work. And I think we were controlling the game very nicely with it with the two of them. Like Liverpool didn't know, you know, what to do and, and they didn't know how they had it. And I mean, look, if you think of it also, Martinelli looked sharp. Uh, um, yes. Havertz uh, was making himself, uh, you know, you know, almost like the sort of nuisance we want in Ketia to do when he's playing up front. Yeah. Seuss is not there, but fails to do that. I mean, he was like pulling, I mean, like the likes of Konate, didn't know whether he must follow um, Havertz or stay back. Same goes for Van Dijk. Ben White looked a bit sharper than, I mean, look, you and I have been really on his case, like in the, the, the yeah. three uh, games uh, uh, pre-winter break. And I mean, I think everything was just gelling perfectly. And I mean, when it leads to the sucker goal in the 14th minute, I mean, the way that whole move starts from from the back, I think, when it starts moving yeah. slowly, slowly, you can actually see the, the, the almost like the science behind, you know, the, the, the tactic of, of Arteta because it was starting to suck in all these players, like uh, Virgil and Dyke was already getting himself out of position. And I mean, by the time uh, Konate realizes the danger, he's almost like man alone against Havertz. By the time uh, uh, Odegaard, I mean, it's a fantastic snap pass by, uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, to set everything free. And I mean, I really thought Havertz was going to dink the keeper, but I mean, I think some of these finishing is still <laughs> really bad. I mean, I'm not yeah. straight to the point now. But I mean, it's quite bad because I thought he was going to dink the keeper because Alisson already like, committed himself to the ground. Yeah. And I mean, luckily the ball ends up... And I mean, one thing I think a lot of people didn't really or kind of overlook is like, that touch of Saka when the ball bounces to him, I mean, the way he kills it in one touch, you know, to get it under control and then smash it home. But I mean, that touch alone, you know, sets up everything. Yeah, I was like, I still shouted, are you kidding me? After he said, I don't know why. Because I think Saka, yeah. before that, missed that header. And then, you know, he missed like this glorious opportunity, but luckily converted it and it was 1-0. And I was just thinking to myself, you kind of need to kill this game off before yeah. Liverpool get that, you know, in a steam. And I mean, what? I mean, like, by the time we go into halftime, it ends up be going 1-1 because of uh, oh, blunder. I mean, I don't know what. I mean, look, for me, I know a lot of people were talking about Saliba and a lot of people were talking about Raya, but I think, I mean, I, I know he's our, like also like our kind of golden uh, sign or golden boy, but I mean, Declan Rice should also take the blame here because... The minute that uh, Gravenberg gets the ball, he starts backing off. I mean, like, really, really backs off the player. And that allows him almost like to think, OK, I'm going to now ding this over the top. Because I thought he was going to, you know, either smash into him or really take him down in a tackle. But, I mean, he allows him then. Like, you know, he really just backs away from the whole situation, which I thought was, like, really risky in, in, in the central midfield role. But, I mean, they, like the next phase of the game where Saliba... Just trying to ghost the ball, almost like to Raya. And I'm thinking to myself, just hit the ball into touch or whatever, or give away a corner. And I mean, for me, Raya also gets the blame here because I'm sure, I mean, look, I hate also this whole back and forth with Ramsdale, Raya thing. But I mean, I think Ramsdale probably dives at that, that guy's feet already. Yeah, yeah, he dives at the feet, just gets the ball and he just lays on it, whatever. But, you know, you know, I, I obviously you know that you there's nothing you can do anymore. You know, with Raya had his few moments actually where you know he, he releases the ball quickly and something's come out with and I, I know I have to give him credit for that. But still, you know, 
when it comes to maybe uh, other areas of the game, you know, I, I do feel that, you know, Ramsdale is, is, is better in my opinion, but I just, you can see like Ramsdale probably going to be off in the summer. Like, you know, it's nothing we can do about it. I think he, he probably got us to Champions League and, you know, it's sad to just see how, how things panned out. And I mean, I think also we have feel sorry for him. It's like, um, look, you're also in a year of the European Championships in Germany and, and you can already see, like, you know, the almost like the mindset of Gareth Southgate. He's going to probably have, say, his number one is, of course, Bigfoot. And then, of course, number two will probably be Pope or whoever gets, you know, more minutes under his belt. And I think, like, with him getting lack of time, I think that is where he's going to put almost like his international career at risk as well. And I think that is where, you know, your point that you know just made now, I think that is where you probably will think, okay, look, then I'm rather going to be off. Even if it's like a loan, like a year loan type of thing, but at least... I will be in the reckoning for, you know, if there's ever a tournament or into that Nations League or whatever with the, with the European clubs. Yeah, I think they, like, blatantly kind of lied out to, you know, even the fans where you said, like, I don't, uh, you know, you, you can be able to swap keepers and things like that and, and, and you know, give give opportunities to, to both keepers. And, you know, in the beginning, you, you could understand maybe that logic in terms of... I, I know a lot of people say you can only have one number one, you can only have number one. But, like, you know, certain game schools will keep a, like, um, um, Ramsdale. You know, like, you know, maybe those tough away games because you're not going to want to play, you know, keep a ball to feet. I mean, it's the guy who can maybe win your aerial balls in the air. Yeah. And, and, and... But, I mean, you know, it just, it just seems that, that Arteta is sold on Raya and, you know... Yeah. There's just nothing you can do about it. And it's frustrating for me, but it's always like it's unfair on Raya because, you know, I have that kind of sometimes I'm more resentful to him than any other player. When, when Raya makes a mistake, I harp on it quite badly because I just think of how things were done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I fully get your, you know, your take on things. Um, back to the match. Uh in the 67th minute, <clears throat> Gabriel ends up launching a ball forward. And I went, uh, you know, for me, it was so strange to see Virgil van Dijk allowing the ball to bounce over him. Because, look, it's something that's very unlike his whole sort of gameplay. And in that moment, the ball ends up bouncing over him. It leads into total confusion in the Liverpool ranks. Allison ends up coming out, misses the ball completely, and the ball drops perfectly to Martinelli, who just strokes the ball into the empty net. 2-1 Arsenal. It was fair we gave them a goal. It's about time they give us a goal because Liverpool normally give nothing away. Like that backline of theirs don't aren't really generous. Like you you work for everything. So, you know, it was a, a very good goal for us to score. You know, I, there was a point in the game where I would settle for the draw. Yeah. No, but <clears throat> one thing I was want to make clear is like I see a lot of people are always talking about, oh yeah, it was uh it was like awesome kind of pounce on a, on a Liverpool era and, and, you know, so on, so on. But then I was just thinking, it's through the panic of, of having to mark Martinelli. I think that's what caused all the sorts of panic was because to see a, a elite central defender like that panic in that way and, and, and seeing also like uh, Brazil's number one also kind of fluttering his lines to, to, to miss that whole opportunity, it just shows in sort of danger that he and, and I mean, what I also liked is how Martinelli, and it's something that our strikers all lack, if you think of it, what you need to be a striker. You have to also anticipate errors, like things like that. 
Because I think he was like, you know, Johnny on the on the button there. Because I mean, he knew immediately when the ball dropped, there's going to be nobody to be on the line or whatever. So I can just stroke it into an empty net. And I think that's the, the big thing. It was like, like, like a killer moment for us. Yeah, I know it was. Yeah, and, and, and uh, uh, it was a very good finish as well. And Martinelli, no, and much as stick as I give him, he scores goals in crucial games, actually. Yeah, and, and, and you know, one thing I also want to add with, with uh, this game also, with that whole movement, and then and they, they're not in, like, as we were, like, progressing in the match. It was almost like watching a team, I mean, it, it's going to make it sound weird or wrong, but it's like watching almost like a python just constricting the life out of it, because... I mean, you could see Liverpool at times. Okay, look, Liverpool had that, that, that five or ten minute burst in the second half at that beginning where they just started like a house on fire that first ten minutes. And then, I mean, after Arsenal now kind of got more control of the ball and it, it's not like they really started not only nullifying Liverpool's outlets, they were almost like stifling every move. And I mean, every time you were looking at, at Liverpool, even their central midfielders waiting like 30-yard back passes to Alisson just for them to, you know, reset and start again. Yeah, no, I, I was um, really, really impressed with how we were like just constricting them, like you said, and I think Rice and, 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 and Jorginho especially were doing wonders. Yeah, and I mean, look, by the time we end up uh, late on in the game, Trossard with some, like some, he came on as a sub, but I mean, fantastic footwork to to mug uh, Elliot. I mean, of course, Liverpool were down to 10 with, with that second yellow of, of Konate holding down at um, Kai Havertz. But, I mean, fantastic footwork, fast footwork by Trossard to get past Elliot. He ends up just bursting down the line, cuts into the box. And, I mean, I think everybody, I think some of the Liverpool guys probably thought he's going to sum up 45 the ball or whatever, because sometimes we kind of goal shy in the box. But, I mean, he ends up just leathering the ball. I mean, I think it takes us a uh, deflection of yeah. uh, uh, Van Dijk studs or whatever. Yeah. Just skimming through uh, Alison's legs and also goes three-one up. Yeah, it was a brilliant goal. I loved Arteta's celebration as well, even though they said you know it's a bit too much. And you know, even after the game, when 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 um, Odegaard was taking a photo of of what's it, Stuart McFarlane. Yeah. And then I mean, it, it's it's just ridiculous how Arsenal get crucified for just enjoying a moment. Which you know, I, I don't think I don't know what's your opinion about it. I don't think it was too much. I think there's a lot of passion and happiness there, which you know, let us have our moment. I mean, I just find this whole thing like you know ridiculous. I mean, it's it's I mean it's the very people that that were running around in um, when Luis Suarez was charged with I don't know how many different things when he was at the club, and they were all wearing. Uh, T-shirts with Suarez's face on it, like Carrigan. I don't know if you remember that time. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And it's moments like that. When you think, like, how hypocritical can you be? I mean, of course, I don't... How can I say? It's not like I just don't care what, you know, they say. Because, I mean, I'm fully... like. It's not like you have to take... Same way you have to take it when you're losing a game and, and teams are doing whatever. And we also clock. A while back, also some time back, we also like while the game was still on, running onto the field to hug Allison and it, and then yeah, it really comes off that, or maybe just a little slap on the wrist or whatever. But then nothing is really made up in the the media. But you know, somebody made a good point the other day on on Twitter where they said something like, when you want to have, uh, um, you know, when you have pundits to to do games, 
there must be no connection really to the clubs because the sort of sour grapes they had coming from Jamie Carragher regarding Odegaard and that stuff, that comes from somebody that, that just watched now, that they had to commentate on the game, see his team lose, and then have to still, you know, try to be like a, you know, professional in air quotes and be like a pundit in the studio. So it's like you just had almost like a slag fist. And also like you have someone like Gary Neville that want to talk this and that or whatever. He changes his like his sentiment in like yeah. 30 seconds. So, 100%. Like one moment he says he thinks Arsenal are going to win the league and then he's like, yeah, you know, I still believe that City or, 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 or Liverpool will end above Arsenal. Ridiculous pundit. So uh, we move on now to to um, on Sunday's game uh, with them away. Uh, what's your take going into that game? Because I mean, look, we owe them something. Because yeah, no, no. I was gonna say now. I I want a you know a defeat that deflates them because I, I'm I'm having flashbacks of last season when we went there two and all up and then you know they drew the game two two to us and then. We get them in the EFL Cup. Yeah, I was still feeling, you know, they started to make a good cup run. They smash us out. And then, you know, the, we were top of the league, you know, and we, we came up against them at the Emirates thinking, yeah. you know, let's get 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 the three points. They batted us. Lucky that Raya saved the penalty. Could have been worse. So, I feel that we need to keep the momentum up and no, hopefully but, we can give a free scoring up as well. No, no, no. But one thing I think they didn't really bet us because I think the Fulham one was really the embarrassing of the defeat, yeah. of defeats. But because if you remember, we had like what twenty-eight or thirty shots at at goal, and we did not really test the keeper at all. So it's like yeah, that that, that just that lack of a finisher in the squad was the thing that that, that really was our under you know that undermined us in the whole game. Yeah, I think luckily that, like I said, the penalty, the result, basically the result flattered to just, like if you had to just look at the scoreline, you would have thought it was like a poor performance. And lucky, like I said, Raya saved the penalty. Otherwise, you know, 3 0 at the Eminence, I don't think we've been beaten that score since the days of Drogba and Chelsea. So, so yeah, I just hope that we can, you know, Declan Rice can get one over West Ham because. Their fans, you know, so we need to disrespect to to the guy. I mean, you know, he left for for greener pastures, not not because, um, you know, that I don't know that the, the fans of West Ham say he should left the city if he wanted to do win win things or be you know really left for trophies. But you know, he did his time at West Ham. He came with a European trophy. I mean, heck, I mean, West Ham win last did West Ham win a trophy. I, I don't recall them winning a trophy besides. You know, there's this conference league. So um, you know, respect where it's due. It's not like when when the way Arsenal players left the likes of Fabregas, RVP, you know, that just kind of bailed when when, when things are getting a bit tough. Yeah. So I hope um Rice can and, and Co can prove us um West Ham wrong. And I just think that, you know, maybe go with that same lineup. I don't know what Asus is um Kind of his what's the word his status is if he's fit to play, but yeah. I would try again putting Harvards up top you know, just to cause that he, he gave us something different. You know he allowed us to play the long ball. He allowed us you know his finishing might be a bit woeful at times, but he kind of brings the likes of 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 um, Martinelli and Saka and Odegaard in and. Hopefully, Jorginho is there to protect, with rice to protect the back line. I just think that that 
they've got the balance right to that um, team, actually. And I mean, I, I, I'm just having a, like a scan over the squad. I mean, uh, two of the uh, Wisdom's key players are also out. I mean, Paqueta's out till March. And I mean, uh, Michael Antonio Jesus are out for, for like, I think another couple of weeks. So, I mean, but for that, I think we should have roughly, I mean, look, there's still a question mark on, on Zinchenko's fitness and Jesus. So, but I mean, I, I just think we must, you know, take advantage now, you know, like we now got a sort of new ploy, new pl- style of play. And because I, one thing was also be careful of, because David Boyce has this sort of neck. He knows how to sometimes, like, you'll watch a team and whatever, then he'll try to, you know, almost like when you see the strings or whatever, you'll try to nullify that. But I just hope, you know, somebody like, say, Harvard and that can, you know, almost like make, give him something extra to think about. And then same with the, with the midfielders and that, like, like once you said, like with, with Odegaard, once he gets some like free reign and he's got his like his bodyguards behind him, let him really like detect play because I mean that is when he becomes lethal and not 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 like that sort of Odegaard we saw before the winter break. Yeah, no, we, we saw a very different player yeah. since he, since the winter break, and I think it it comes down to just giving the player a bit more freedom. Um, so. So yeah, I think you know it's important that we 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 get three points. You know, otherwise beating Liverpool's in vain. You know, yeah. I know I know we're not gonna go on a winning streak from now till the end of the season. You know, that's just not how it works. But you know, unless you city, but um, if Arsenal can just you know pull the head of Steve, yes, I know somewhere along the line there's gonna be points dropped, but don't do it after beating Liverpool. Yeah, like you know, the more pressure because. Football is a game of pressure. You know, you lose game and you drop points now. Suddenly, Liverpool go into a game. I'm not sure if they played before us or after us this weekend, but you know, psychologically, you know, if you keep pressure on a team, at some point, you know, they might falter, and then you know, you can maybe build a gap on them, and then you can drop points. But I'm just hoping that you know we can get the game done early. Um, I know it's not always going to be easy. It doesn't always work like that, but. You know, I think we need to shut West Ham up and hopefully, you know, we can, you know, give them a defeat that's uh, can dampen their spirits and, and kind of avenge our aggregate scoreline against them. Yeah. Okay, with well that, guys, we're going to end the podcast. Hope you guys take care, enjoy the weekend and in the match on Sunday. Bye. Cheers, guys. Enjoy. <laughs>